Welcome to Innovate Online 2020 with LEAP. I'm Christina Grasco, and today's session is about the challenges to practicing family law in the COVID era. I am joined by three experienced panelists with a wide perspective on this issue. Craig Taylor is the Director of Relationship Development at LEAP UK, and he has a wealth of experience across legal software and services, with a focus on supporting and educating LEAP clients on best practices. In this role, Craig wears a number of hats overseeing Leap's companion products and, crucially for today's conversation, its Family Law Best Practice Accreditation Scheme. Marcella King is the Managing Editor of By Lawyers UK, who provide practical, up-to-date legal guides and precedents for lawyers that are authored by experienced practicing lawyers like Marcella, who's worked in private practice for over 20 years running a mid-sized multi-office high street firm for 13 of those years. She's very experienced in private client work and a very capable editor across all by lawyers subject areas, including family law. Amanda Weaver is the principal solicitor at New Leaf Solicitors, the company she set up in 2012 across multiple locations, including Portsmouth, Birmingham and Leicester. Passionate about family law, she offers clear and thoughtful guidance to support clients through divorce, children issues and financial claims. She is also a member of Resolution and is committed to helping people deal with disputes in a non-confrontational way. She's been on the front line in family law throughout this difficult period. Now, the COVID-19 lockdown has proved to be very hard on families who were in difficulties pre-lockdown and their lawyers. Domestic abuse victims particularly have suffered alongside their ability to seek help. Government advice regarding emergency injunctions has had to acknowledge that victims may not be able to get the time and space needed away from their abusers to fill in an application, provide a witness statement and attend a telephone hearing. Family courts are currently having to prioritise their work and in some categories are deemed essential whilst others aren't. If a court can deal with a case, it is likely to do so remotely, which is new for a lot of users within the justice system. And the protection of vulnerable children continues with protocols in place to try and protect the health of families and social workers involved. So against this difficult backdrop, my first question to our panelists is this. Tell us what the last three months have been like for you or the firms that you've been dealing with and the things that you've learned. Craig, can I pass this one to you first? Of course, Christina. Um, so I think the last three months for me and my team has been challenging, I think, as I have been for everybody involved, but uh, busy, which is always good. So as a business, we've seen an influx of inquiries for the lead product, obviously being cloud-based. Um, I think a lot of businesses have realised that uh, agile working requires the ability for staff to access everything that they need to conduct their role from home or from wherever it is that they're working or if they're at home one day in the office the next. And I think the other key thing that we've seen is client engagement is obviously key to everything now you know, whereas, whereas firms perhaps have relied on clients coming to the office filling out paperwork there's been a, a real step change in, in that approach so you know whether it's appointment booking online making payments online consistency and compliance has been a, a core uh, consideration of our firms so just ensuring that where you know their fee owners and support staff are working from different locations it's just making sure that they're all operating in a, a compliant and consistent fashion. They've got access to everything they need from one single source. And so we've seen things like Rapid Pay, for example, the, the online payment solution. We've, we've seen volumes and transactions probably quadruple over the, the period. So, you know, it's been a really busy time. And I think firms are actively seeing what we've been telling them for a long time that, you know, these tools are so important to run a, a successful law firm. So, you know, it's, it's been a busy time. It's been an eye-opening time for us and for our firms, but productive. And, uh, you know, I think that the future of firms is really, really positive, you know, when they're using these technologies. 
Thank you. Amanda, how's it been for you in the front line? Certainly been quieter. Certainly when the lockdown was initially um, instigated, certainly had a fewer number of inquiries. And the nature of those inquiries changed. We used to have a higher number of telephone inquiries. I think the lockdown changed all that in terms of potential clients being at, having the privacy of making those telephone calls to a, a divorce lawyer. So the, the nature of those inquiries changed. Um, and we found that that the clients perhaps were not able to make be able to get the, the referrals perhaps from client you know their own friends in terms of recommending us so I think they were perhaps making their own inquiries and perhaps looking at us online and so for my firm we were keen to be very visible on social media and, and on our website to make us look uh, attractive as to why they, they should choose us and make it very easy for them to contact us um, so it has been a bit of a shift in, in how those clients find us and how they contact us. I think when we were first talking about this, actually, I remember you saying to me as well that Web Portal has been a very constructive addition, particularly for people who are suffering from domestic abuse. That's it. It is. It, it, again, it's that privacy. If you're in, in lockdown with your spouse in the house, they don't have the privacy to make that contact with us. And so being online and, and making it easy for them to contact us and have an immediate reach to us. And obviously, you know, my team, we've continued to work as usual um, of being able to contact us easy rather than perhaps the old fashion of, of telephoning us and going through reception or the rest of it. It's had that ease of, of, of making inquiry online and, and us being immediately available. Marcella, I think it's been a very busy time for companies like by lawyers who've been trying to keep professional lawyers up to date, given all the, the sudden changes. How have you found the last three months? Yes, they've been very busy as we've been trying to make sure that, that all of our publications reflect the most up to date legislation and practice changes. Um, as we've had guidance from the courts, we've been incorporating those. Uh, so yes, it's been, it has been very busy uh, as we've, we've managed to do that. The thing that it's taught me though is that generally lawyers are, are really adaptable and by nature problem solvers. So where they can't find something that they need or, or they, uh, they're not quite sure of the answer, they'll email us because we're, we're proud of the fact that we are considered colleagues. We are practicing lawyers. We've sat where, where practitioners have sat and, and we want to help them as, as best we can to, to enjoy their work more. I can, I can vouch for that actually, sorry to interrupt. I actually saw an email that came through to the Ask Us email address for, uh, for bylaws at the weekend. I think it was on Saturday morning and it was a panicked client looking for some guidance on um, some uh, family law. And I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to see what comes back on Monday. Not wishing to uh, take up Marcella's weekend, but Marcella very kindly responded on the Saturday afternoon with a, a very uh, comprehensive response. And uh, yeah, uh, we've got a very happy client off the back of that. So that, that was really, really useful and uh, well received. Thank you. I mean, I think that's really important in terms of helping people as they, as they move forward in this, is getting information out as fast as possible. I think you're right, Marcella. I think lawyers are trained to be problem solvers. If I've found one thing though about events like COVID is that they sometimes forget how good they are in terms of their own business. And it's a very timely reminder that, that actually lawyers are very, very good at change. And that's something we need to take on board. One of the big changes that has been within the family law domain, of course, has been the introduction rather rapidly of virtual courts. And alongside that, you know, by that we don't just mean the court hearings, but most stages of the process. Amanda, I think you've had quite a lot of experience with this, haven't you? E-bundling, e-filing. How, how are you dealing with that practice shift? I mean, it is an understatement to say um, what, what a shift the coronavirus has brought to, to court hearings. 
they have now moved to remote hearings, which has its advantages, to be honest. There's no longer the need to travel to the court. You don't have all the waiting times, all the rest of it. But it's, it's the ability of, of the lawyers, really, to be able to get to grips with the, the technology of being able to, to access either, you know, Skype business or Microsoft Teams or Zoom meetings or hearings. Again, like Marcelo was saying, we, we've had to adapt very quickly to how, how we address the situation. But I think it, it is it's going to bring a long-term improvement to the core process because I think the e-bundling, it has to be an improvement to the old-fashioned paper copies and triplicate or have you to the court. And I'm hoping it's going to make it a much more streamlined service online rather than having to, to actually attend on the physical hearings, which will be reintroduced. Certain court hearings have to be uh, in person, but certainly the cases that I've dealt with, we've dealt with in remote hearings. Just as a side for anybody watching at the moment who's not quite sure what e-bundling is, Craig, can you enlighten? Yeah, funnily enough, I was having a conversation with Marcella a bit earlier on today about e-bundling. So with part of my recent remit of reaching out to some of our family firms to sort of them about best practice, how we can help them adopt those best practices and uh, you know, to encourage the use of the, the technology they're already paying for and, and receiving through LEAP just been talking about obviously court requirements, different communication methods and how people compile bundles. And I think a lot of firms I've spoken to at their own frustration are still, you know, manually printing, photocopying, scanning documents and trying to put them in a format that they hope is going to be acceptable to the courts. But at the same time, are getting their head around, you know, the types of documents they want to accept. So some courts are still wanting a big paper bundle dropped on the desk, but most of them are now moving very much to accepting electronic formats. So through our partnership, we have a a bundling solution so that documents can be dragged and dropped and indexed at the click of a button. Um, There's clever things like OCR, optical character recognition, that's used to ensure that the courts can obviously find what they need to find within the documentation at the click of a button. I would have done what to make light of the COVID situation. It's obviously been a a really tough time for everybody, no matter your position. But I I think this has really advanced the way that bundles are collated, transmitted and received and accepted probably you know, a few years ahead of when they might have been at this stage. So it's been a great step change in that, in that regard. And it's a step change that's applied also, I think Amanda am correct in saying, with e-filing as well? Yeah, it has to be an improvement to the court process in terms of the speed in which they're able to deal with the documents. So yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be a, a, an improvement to the, the service that the courts can offer. Which of course is where by lawyers comes in, isn't it Marcella? Because... All those lovely precedents, all electronic and easy to use, fits nicely into this whole e-filing, e-bundling, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And and the precedents will automate with information um, so that you're not having to retype everything. And you can, as, as Craig was saying, you can just drag and drop and create your own indices and do the page numbering, all that kind of thing. So yes, that's the helpful part is that it's all part of the same package and it's all, it's all within your computer. You're not having to copy things from files and find bits of paper and then and then the copier breaks down and then you build tea on one and all that kind of thing. It's all there and neat and it's a good, good thing, I think, this, this electronic palaver. It's um, all part of you know, some of the discussions around the, the family best practice standards. And, you know, the, the whole motivation behind that is to try and encourage firms and empower firms to utilise the, the sort of end-to-end ecosystem that they have in front of them. And I think a lot of firms aren't aware of a lot of these solutions and tools that are already sat there. And obviously, the more that you're utilising the data you input on day one throughout the transaction, rather than leaking information or going to external resources or third-party websites to gain information again, really what we want to encourage is just make sure that firms are reducing their risk, increasing their efficiencies. Um, and I say, you know, the, the tools are already there in most instances. 
I'll come back, if I may, to best practice because I want to put a spotlight on that in a minute. But I've got another question for Amanda because you, you've done some virtual hearings now, haven't you? Yes. How is that operating in practice? It's so different because obviously if you were going to court in person, you have the opportunity of, of making that connection again with your clients, speaking to the other side. That's all lost really in terms of the virtual hearings, either or conference calls or on a remote virtual hearing. But I suppose it's just dealing with the facts of it, really, rather than all the other stuff that kind of goes with attending court hearings. It is much more streamlined. The hearings that I've dealt with, the, the judges are clearly au fait with all the equipment, and it, and it is much more streamlined. It's just straight down to the nitty-gritty of it, really. This is the case. What are the, the orders we're seeking and move on from that? rather than all the other perhaps emotions. I think perhaps for my clients, certainly it can cause quite you know, a bit of anxiety having to go to court and face their soon-to-be ex-spouse or you know, ex-partner. And there's that added emotion to it. That is taken out of it in terms of the remote hearing. So from that perspective, I think it, it's welcomed by clients because if they're not faced with that anxiety, that the, the hearings are dealt, that they'll have the telephone hearing at home. Um, uh, and so I think it, it, it's welcomed by clients. I think that's an interesting point because I think there was an assumption going into virtual hearings that the clients would feel shortchanged mm. by not having their time in court to really put their case. But yeah. I also think it's a very valid point and if you can take the emotional sting out of that particular hearing, yeah. it may well be that they have an opportunity to feel more heard, oddly. That's it, yeah, and they don't have that face-to-face -face encounter as such with their ex and all, and all the, the anxiety that, that, that goes with that. It, it, you sit at your desk, you wait for the call to come in from the court, then they, they each welcome each party, introduce us all, and off we go. There is no anxiety over chit-chat and all the rest of it and all the, the anxieties that, that clients are naturally having in, in attending a court hearing, which is a, is a real alien place to most clients. I think they just have much more comfort in perhaps dealing with it at home. And in terms of your preparation, does it make it easier for you because you're, you too are based within the work environment and you've got access to everything you need? Does that make it better or worse? It does make it easier because you have a you know, click of a button, you have access to everything. Um, I think there's just more of a, there's nothing else other than your voice in a court hearing. You are conscious of, you've got to, make, you've got to speak very clearly and explain the case as opposed to the, the judge being able to, to read into it, into your demeanour or the party's demeanour. So I, I just think it's a much more factual exercise almost. It's, this is the situation, but it, it is easy from an IT point of view, being able to have all the information at hand to, to answer, hopefully answer all the questions that, that are asked. The obvious question within that, and I'll stay with Amanda if I may just for a second on this one, but then come out to Crave and Marcella, is for you, what are the key skills and tools that you are using or that you need at the moment to help chart this different territory? I think for my firm, it's being visible, certainly in terms of social media and our, and our website. It's making ourselves look as attractive and as appealing to clients as possible. So again, like I said at the outset, it's making us easy to approach, making us easy to contact us. I think it's almost like showing off your skills. So I know Craig's going to talk about best practice and sounds of, I think the clients are looking online at, you know, what sets you apart from other firms. And it is showing off those skills, showing off those accreditations, showing off you know, what you're involved in and what your specialisms are. But I also think it's also giving an assurance to clients that if there is another lockdown, that, that we will continue as business as usual. We are open for business and, and we will continue to be available in terms of, being able to contact us by you know, telephone or, or, or via the website on the inquiry form or, or by emails it's giving that assurance that we, we've got it covered and that we are available for to instruct us and obviously in case there is another lockdown 
that almost sounds like your reason for being Marcella and by lawyers, actually, that, you know, despite the lockdown, despite everything that's going on, we're here, you can call. And as Craig mentioned, um, last Saturday, you bailed out somebody who was having or had a need for instant information. That's really what you do, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. We provide um, the things that that practitioners are clicking into in order to in order to find the information that they need at, uh, at short notice. So yeah, that's 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 what we do. That's what we pride ourselves on doing here. What's the stuff they're asking for at the moment? A lot of it is to do with some slightly more unusual orders. Uh, judges are looking at, at unusual situations, and and the, the cases that are, are actually getting to hearings are, are often the ones that are urgent or that uh, that can't be adjourned in, in some areas of the country the court system's struggling a bit more than others so the listings are very much dependent on what is urgent and what is sort of novel or different or, or needs to be dealt with immediately so that that's what we're being asked for uh, slightly peculiar situations where we can provide uh, different information because not everybody knows everything I mean you know the owner who's been doing it for 20 years doesn't necessarily know everything about everything so that's where we come in we're also helping quite a lot of sort of fee earners who've not had to do their own typing for a while. And suddenly some of their staff have been furloughed or, or um, you know, they're working from home and it's, it, it's quicker for them to be able to, to produce the letters and, and the, uh, the, the draft orders and the, the, the application forms themselves than to go through a, a sort of an admin team or a, try and get somebody at the office to do it and then send it out. So yes, that's the sort of people we're helping. That's the, the trials and tribulations of becoming a digital firm really fast, isn't it, Craig? Absolutely. Trying to be agile in this environment, trying to, as Marcella suggests, um, you know, take on things that you maybe haven't had to do for a little while. Um, so really just providing that sort of support structure for those firms is what we're all about. And you know, certainly, as you say, we'll touch on best practice later, but you know, that, that's really kind of the, the, the theme of that is just trying to enable our, our firms to be efficient no matter what the circumstance Certainly in terms of the areas that you work in, what are the key skills and tools that have been really needed in the last few months? I think the agile working is key. Client engagement is key. Um, and particularly when family law is concerned, I think a lot of firms still fall back and you know, just utilise email for all their communication where you know, you've got tools within leaps such as Law Connect. Um, you can securely and safely share documents with your client um, without the fear of, you know, fraudsters or misplacement of, of information. So, you know, that, that's really been core to a lot of the discussions that I've had is about how you communicate with your clients. And again, obviously working remotely, you don't have the opportunity necessarily to do things face-to-face -face anymore. So, you know, just trying to, and again, we've seen a big uptick in, in uh, usage of Law Connect over, over the past few months. So it's, it's all about communication. I know we touched on the web portal already, but, you know, in my simplistic brain, I, I kind of describe that as a 24-7 reception, you know, an online reception where you can engage with your lawyer, you can upload documents, you can complete onboarding forms, you can make payments, you can book appointments, you can make inquiries. Um, and you can do that 24, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And like myself, found on Saturday, um, you know, sometimes people want to contact you, um, you know, after hours or at the weekend. And again, relating it specifically back to family law, you know, obviously very sensitive situations that are occurring. People have to try to communicate when it's appropriate and, uh, you know, they have that space to do so. So having those sorts of tools available 24-7, I think, is, is fundamental to operating in the current climate. There's two things about best practice which stand out certainly for me, and that is 
both in terms, as Amanda said, of being able to show clients who are buying differently and have changed how they're buying quite quickly to show to them, here's an accreditation you can trust. But also because firms are having to work remotely to each other and put in practices, which mean that risk management is reduced in these situations, then I think this is the two areas where best practice comes in. So maybe you could tell us what best practice is. Amanda, I know I think you've been involved with an accreditation as well. So Craig, if you could start off by telling us what it is and then maybe Amanda can tell us about her experience. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I spent large part of the last two and a half years uh, working on a, a best practice standard for conveyancing. So we've learned a lot over that time frame. Um, I think we've got 145 firms taking part in that particular standard now. And yet yeah, it's been a huge success. So looking to translate that into uh, family law, we wanted to make sure that the new standard within family law was complementary to um, the conveyancing standard that we've already launched, but also took into account the, the different area of law that we're dealing with. And obviously, it's not quite so transactional, it's much more emotive. So I, I looked at the existing accreditations, so obviously the Law Society has their own family law badge, you have resolution, and Amanda mentioned that, or you mentioned Amanda works with um, earlier on. And it's really just looking at how, what they promote and what that gives to the firm. And I think, uh, as Amanda suggested, you know, these accreditations, you know, consumer doesn't necessarily know who resolution are, who leap best practice are. But I think, you know, having that comfort and that peace of mind that this firm is accredited to some extent and is actually, you know, operating best practice guidelines, I think really just adds, adds that peace of mind when they're instructing a law firm. So the best practice standard is a few things. So it's a great sales and marketing tool, as I say, to give that comfort and peace of mind to the firm to sort of suggest why you are a, a gold standard law firm in that area of law. We've tried to accommodate the emotional and the emotive side of the transaction within the, the standard. So, you know, obviously we want to ensure that our, our clients' clients can rest assured that they're going to be dealt with in the right way empathetically, um, but also that they're going to be communicated in the right way. As I said, with things like Law Connect, you know, the, the data's going to be handled in the right way. We're really promoting the utilisation of technology that's available within best practice, but we're also trying to make sure that, again, you know, we're a software provider, we're not a regulator. We want to make sure that the standard has some merit and some recognition recognized teeth if you like so the, the two ways in which we're doing that so the first thing is that we are promoting the use of net promoter score surveys so a lot of firms still send out paper requests for you know reviews and and uh, comments which again like anybody that's busy nowadays you know the, the idea of sitting down to fill out a form at the end of your working day probably a little bit alien so we're actually putting together you know, fully branded links now where you can point your client towards a score page where they can you know, suggest how satisfied they were with your service. And it goes on to allow them to leave reviews and then point them towards a third party website. So we're not going to be publishing the scores necessarily that the firms are receiving from their clients. But what we are going to suggest is that to maintain the best practice badge that these firms will be adhering to and maintaining a minimum benchmark level of scores from their clients' feedback at any one point. So that's really important so that the standard is regulated ultimately by clients that have been working with those firms. The second thing we're doing, which we've learned from the conveyancing side, is that firms really benefit from having a, a, a second pair of eyes and you know, having somebody that can actually identify some potentially looming risks or compliance issues or training requirements. So we're engaging with a third party who work on the conveyancing side called the Centre for Assessment who are a specialist body of auditors that we've asked to conduct um, annual audits for our family firms. You know, it's not our place to say, you know, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. But I think, you know, having that third party remotely, independently, just cross-referencing and make sure that, uh, you know, you're utilising the software properly, you're communicating effectively, 
and then providing that feedback directly to the member firm, I think, again, it, it's just imperative. So we've got client feedback and we've got audit feedback as well, just to make sure that the firms are doing things in the right way for all concerned. So that that's kind of the, the end-to-end process for, for family best practice. It's really just encouraging the firm and through things like Leap University. So we'll be putting together a family best practice Leap University course. We've put together a Leap family best practice LinkedIn group so we can disseminate useful information and regulatory changes, for example, within family law. So we're encouraging our firms to, to join that, just so there's a central de- uh, depository for that information. And as I say, just encouraging them to, to utilise the tools that they have available to them already. You've also made use of by lawyers fairly mandatory within the best practice, haven't you? And I, th- I think that's a good idea. One of the strengths amongst many strengths of by lawyers is the, the actual plan within each guide, which if followed, I think means that anybody in the firm can be trusted to work independently and actually give senior lawyers less excuse for not delegating. C- can you just explain a little bit about that, Marcella? Yeah, so the, the matter plan guides a practitioner through a matter from beginning to end. So we start at the beginning with checking your client's ID, taking instructions, uh, there's to-do lists, all, all that kind of thing, which can be used for every every matter. So no matter who's taking the instructions, the same information is captured. There's a lot of questions and tick boxes and guides and, and notes throughout that that will help somebody to give advice if they're asked at that point but it, it just means that there is consistency across what's happening from right from the beginning all the way through a, a family matter from negotiation or settlement through to going to court through to consent orders and, and at the end and then finally closing the file we file closing checklists and uh, all sorts of things to to make sure that uh, that people have checked their files that they're compliant that all the right information has been given to clients all the way through so it's all there on a, a list that you can you can literally work from top to bottom there's quite a lot of sort of information that's in subfolders for if, if it's required so it, it doesn't look too cluttered hopefully so that people can find what they're looking for easily that's that, that's how the matter plan works it's a way of making sure that that everything from beginning to end is consistent just touching on that christina so one of the the, the two core foundations of the, the best practice standard that we've launched and the reason that we've incorporated by lawyers as a, as a requirement of the best practice standard the two sort of foundations really are consistency as Marcelo alluded to and, and there's only really one way of ensuring consistency and that's by making sure everybody has the same tools available and compliance again by lawyers really ticks that box as well so yeah, it's a fundamental part of, of what we're doing with best practice. Amanda I think you've had the best practice experience haven't you? Yeah, I mean, for us, I think it was also about transparency, the use of the website in terms of doing like a 24-hour reception. It's making it, it's accessibility to the client that we're here and then making it easier for, for us. But again, in terms of the best practice, it's it, there's a uniformity to it and that we meet those standards, that we exceed those standards. And again, in terms of the other functions, the, in terms of the portal, in transparency about who we are, our qualifications, um, our pricing. So, so it, we have everything available for the client to choose to instruct us. It, it, I mean, it works both ways. Again, in terms of say that making inquiry, that they can contact us, again, the form filling, that the client can have, can engage in that and, and so there's less information to directly ask the client. And again, the ease of paying our bills. Um, it's, it's making it just accessible uh, and easy for both parties, really. I think that you had a slight head start with the lockdown because your firm is built on the structure of remote working anyway for everyone yeah. within you leave. How has having the reassurance maybe of, of the best practice as well for you as, as the practice manager, let alone anything else, yeah. how, has that helped? 
it has helped. I mean, we, our, our firm, we have a number of consultants who they, they are used to working from home. So whereas like the rest of the country, it was, it was a real shift to, to working from home. Our consultants were already, already working from their own home or their own office. Again, that's how Leap helps in terms of the cloud-based technology. We're really already agile enough to, that that's how it's business as usual for us to continue to work. But again, the, the best practice standard, it, again, it's, it's that additional, um, as lawyers, we're so used to the rules and we must abide by the rules and it's every little uh, check that can help in that regard. So again, it's these are the standards that we must meet. And again, it's being able to assure clients of them that we, we meet those standards. That is a key thing, I think, for clients, particularly now, because we are observing a change in behavior. We thought for a long time that clients were still obviously doing word of mouth recommendations, but it was to go locally to a solicitor that somebody, a friend or family member recommended to them. But now, of course, people are having to shop online because they can't go into the local solicitor. So if they can't go to the nearest office, they're having to look around. That, I think, is where best practice is possibly its strongest suite, isn't it? Because on top of everything else, it does help you to sell the firm and possibly outside of geographical area as well. It does because it's again the not all my clients. I, I'm based in rugby, but not all my clients are. They they live locally. Clients are very keen, perhaps more these days, to instruct a solicitor who doesn't have you know have to be you know, within the same town where they live or they work. And so again, that remote aspect again, the being able to assure the client in terms of the as a security because of how we um, share documentation. If they're not meeting us face to face. It's again having all those badges of honours, I like to call them, or accreditations, to, to say, you know, we are who we say we, say we are, and you have that assurance that you are dealing with someone who is a solicitor, uh, is experienced, and you can be confident that we will deal with your, your matter competently uh, and, and deliver a good service whilst doing so. Obviously, you know, looking after the best practice, but also having been a uh, client of a law firm myself in you know, a number of occasions. You know, the biggest frustration I find is, you know, you, you speak to one individual at the law firm and they say, well, I can't find the file. So, you know, again, whilst technology might seem like a, a small point when you're, to, when you're talking about consumers' engagement, you know, reassuring them that, you know, the data is held in the right way, dealt with in the right way, and it's fully accessible at you know, any point by anybody within the firm. You know, that's what best practice is about. And, you know, when, when I'm talking about things like audits, the auditors aren't necessarily saying that the member firm isn't doing something. They're just saying it's not in leap. So, you know, the compliance fields, for example, the auditors will look and, and you know, feedback, well, there's no compliance information in the files. It might may well be, but it may be on the paper file over the other side of a, an office somewhere, so, you know, which is no good to anybody. So it's just trying to encourage that adoption so that the firm experience is better and more efficient and that ultimately off the back of that, the results and the efficiencies for the consumer will be better. With all that in mind and everything that we've said, it's time to put your crystal ball gazing hats on because I'd be interested to know as we navigate this period of change, what each of you think are the three key priorities for law firms going forward, how family lawyers should be coping for what must feel like a very unexpected, unusual market. Can I start with you, Craig? Priorities are promoting yourselves. You know, again, I think we've seen, you know, not just in family law, but just across firms in general, you know, this crisis has, has brought around different reactions to the current scenario. And I think, you know, there's been a tendency for some firms to bury their heads in the sands and just hope it all goes away. And I think the firms that will come out of this stronger, 
bigger, better, you know, with a bigger client base are the ones that are watching things like this and hopefully, you know, learning you know, what other tools that they, they can utilize to enhance their experience, but that of the consumer as well. So I think just embracing change, um, you know, change is always, is always difficult, but I think the firms that do deal with change management most effectively will be the ones that come out of this as the winners. So yeah, ultimately, you know, utilize the, the tools and the communication facilities that are available to you. Don't be fearful of change. You know, everything changes, so this business isn't going to be any different. And yes, you know, use things like the best practice standard or um, you know, whatever other accreditations you're using and push that and publicize that to your consumers, advise them as to why that's important. Um, and again, I know family lawyers, you know, also rely on referrals from third parties, mediators, for example. So again, these are all useful tools to help promote yourself to those guys as well. So just try and stay ahead of the field. Um, be positive we don't know what's around the corner but you know again if you've got those right tools then you know you'll be as effective and as efficient as you can be regardless of the environment amanda i second that for me it's about being positive continue what we're doing in terms of promoting ourselves um social media and also i think it is so important again we already leap in terms of cloud-based but being able to maintain our ease of working from home cloud-based technology and just staying on top of IT improvements that might come along but also for my firm I think well maybe other firms they may be changing their their business structure in terms of making some talented staff redundant we are always looking for consultants so so in terms of priority for me is keeping again making the firm look as attractive to other solicitors other family solicitors who may have been displaced because of the lockdown and a, and a change from their own employees or they just choose or, or they realize they've really enjoyed the working from home and think actually i want to continue that rather than going back to the office so for me it's again making sure the firm is visible not only to clients but to other family lawyers have you found an increase in applications of solicitors wanting to come to work with you yeah yeah, a, a mix of, of those who have found themselves facing redundancy, so the kind of the change has been forced on them, and that they're looking at other opportunities, but also people who, who realise that actually they've enjoyed the work at home and the flexibility that that brings, and how easy it is to an extent, um, well, maybe we just make it look easy, but how easy it is to an extent to work from home, and think actually they don't want to, to return to the office and work that way. They, they want to have a much more better work-life balance I have seen, I've done a number of interviews uh, over Zoom of, of those potential solicitors who are, I'm hoping are going to join us. Because I think that's that's also been a key learning going forward is that the thing that a lot of firms thought was not doable, at least not yet, which was this whole digital firm working from home, maintaining more of a balance, I think, for individuals within that has suddenly been shown to be very workable, hasn't it? And it's opened a lot of eyes. Yeah, it has. I mean, obviously, being cloud-based, it, it is so easy. You choose, you can have it on, obviously, your desktop or phone or an iPad, what have you. And, and it is, it, it's not that you need an IT team to set you all up with all your cables and hook you into that. It is, it's so an easy setup and, and yeah, you're, you're good to go. I still speak to firms now, Christina, and um, where, you know, in the peak of COVID, partners, senior members of the team were still going back into the office because they were reliant heavily on post or they were waiting for a check to come in or they were scribbling down payment information and then having to go into the office to type it into a payment machine. So, you know, things like RapidPay, you know, the client can self-service and make payments online, again, 24-7. You know, that, that's been a real a real change that, that we've seen as well. I think that's why we've seen the uptick in usage of that particular tool because, you know, again, there is no need for the physical office and the physical tools that people have heavily relied on in the past. 
I was going to say, yeah, in terms, I can second that in terms of rapid pay. That's been a major assistance to us, certainly in terms of the car payments, the ease of clients just paying their bills via rapid pay rather than having to you know, pay on a payment machine in the office. It, yeah, that, that has been a, a godsend. Marcella, for you, what are the three priorities for law firms going forward from here? I think, firstly, I would echo what Amanda and, and Craig have said about uh, being organised, you, you may not have a paper file at the moment. So being able to find your, you know, one email amongst the thousands that are now within LEAP can sometimes be difficult, but the, the folder structure really helps with that. So being organised and using all the, uh, all the tools that are available to make life easier um, is a really good priority. But I think also people need to, people need to look after their mental health and the mental health of their staff and their colleagues. You know, we, we, we've talked about the fact that lawyers are, are good at change and adaptable and problem solve, but we've now had six months of constant change and that's, that's tiring for, for a lot of people. We just need to make sure that we're, that we're being kind and that we're looking out for each other as well. And I think the final thing I, I would mention is that, as, as I alluded earlier, a lot of the court systems in various places in the country have really creaked under this, this new way of working. And I think that there has to be some, some lobbying of the government for some funding, a little bit of sort of big picture thinking about, uh, about how, we can, how we can make our voices heard about the way that some of those fundamental things need to, need to change, need to get better. Because that system is what helps us to do our jobs and, and very easy to, to blame courts for, for delays and for that kind of thing. But we, we also need to, to be on guard and to, to lobby, to, to write to people, to, to make our voices is heard where, where we're not happy with how those systems are working. I think one of the fundamental points about all of this, which I think everybody here today would recognise, is that everybody is helping a fairly lofty ideal of what constitutes justice and what constitutes protecting people, because fundamentally that's what we all believe in. I don't think any of us would have got to the jobs that we've been doing over the last however many years we have without that fundamental guiding principle. You know, LEAP is about helping lawyers help clients that's what by lawyers is about and that's you know amanda is the lawyer helping the clients because that's such a key role so i very much i'd second that craig is there anything else you want to add before we wind up for today no i've really enjoyed today so i mean i just want to expand a, an invitation to um for anybody to you know reach out if there's any questions about anything we've spoken about today you know we've got a, an experienced team here to be happy to help and uh, you know we are here to work with our clients to make sure they're getting the most from the software and any support that they require. You know, as a business, we're, we're constantly driving to, striving to provide support and additional solutions as, uh, as the climate changes. So things like the Formi, we've um, now got an interactive Formi available. We're looking to make that much more self-service moving forwards just to again cater for the current circumstance. Um, I touched earlier on you know, clients returning to the office to open post and, you know, take payments, physical files, you know, most firms that I speak to, you know, regardless of their use of digital solutions still do have paper files. Um, but again, things like FileMan and the, the digitization of those, um, the instant access of those full files through LEAP, again, is, is quite a unique solution and, and it's revolutionary and again, probably hasn't been any more relevant and, and uh, valid than it is today. So, um, you know, again, any of the any of the stuff that we've talked about, please do reach out. 
I'd echo what Amanda was saying earlier, that this has been a, um, an interesting and for some people really difficult time. But there are positives that we can take from this. There are opportunities to better our system, to, to work differently, to, to balance our work and our life, to help our clients in better ways. I'd agree, actually, with that. When you're into this position of change, yes, it's forced change, but there is an opportunity to get something better out of it, despite... Lovely. Well, thank you, all of you. I think there's some really important thoughts and priorities that you've mentioned to close with from today's conversation. So formally, my thanks to Craig, to Amanda and to Marcella for being with us today and also to everyone who is watching. If you want to follow up on any aspect of the discussion, then contact us on info at leap.co.uk. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation today. Stay well, stay positive and thank you for watching. Oh.